Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, runners only. Yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is runners only with Dom Harley. Fast paced, slow and steady. Any way you coming. Just want to connect for everyone who loves running. This is runners only. Yeah, yeah let's get it started. Hey, hey. This is Runners Only with Dom Harley. Uh, fast paced, slow and steady, any way you coming. Uh, just want to connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, Runners Only with Dom Harley. Runners Only with Dom Harvey. And one of the baddest men on the New Zealand track at the moment, Samuel Tanner. Good morning, mate. How you doing, Dom? Get in nice and close to that microphone. Um, Sam was just asking me who made the theme song. It's this American kid on an app called Fiverr. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. It slaps, eh? It's a great tune. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't believe it. What a, what a kid. <laughs> hey, um, really nice to be in your house today. Get nice and close to that microphone. There we go. How about that? Is that Just better? like that. So I arrived at your house in Papamoa. Um, what's the nickname for it? What, uh, like, um, not Leisureland? Uh, what's oh, the Tannerland. Tannerland. We call Tannerland. it Tannerland. Oh, my God. It is, um, <laughs> it's the craziest place. You've got a skate bowl here, three trampolines. Um, how many three caravans? Yeah, yeah, my brother's building one too. Yeah, he's doing one up, old and, school one. And I don't know how many surfboards. Yeah, I don't know. The heaps, heaps. Probably. Right. So you just you and you and your dad and your brother just build everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad's the dad's been the inspiration for that, but um, yeah, he's pretty clever. So he's been teaching us a fair bit over the years. So you're um because of what you do with running, like you're. I mean, you're not nervous to do other things? As in, I'm thinking in particular the skateboarding and the trampolining. Yeah, uh, I, I spend a lot less time than I used to on the, on the skateboard and the, and the tramps. Um, but no, no, I, I value um, getting a good time and rather than just being like consumed. Balance. Yeah, ba- yeah, a good balance, yeah. I think, is pretty key to being a good runner. So you, you, your coach, um, like Craig Kirkwood, he's never been like, oh, I'd rather you didn't do skateboarding or... No, he's pretty good. He actually encourages me to do a lot of, a lot of it. Like he's like, yeah, make sure you get your, your cross training in. And uh, he's, you know, we used to joke about actually put prescribing surfing into my training, into, into the actual training schedule. I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, i got to go for a surf today. Like it's a must. I'm like, sweet, got to do it. So, um, okay, so let's talk about you. So you're, um, how old are you now? 21. 21. 21. Fastest man in New Zealand over 1,500 metres. Correct. Yeah. You ran a sub four minute mile when you're still a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. First, I think, I think it was the first teenager um, in New Zealand history to run sub four in the mile. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. So, you, we, how old were you when you started running? Uh, I grew up running uh, kids' athletics when I was like five. Um, right. And, and did that for fun. Um, never trained or anything. But then, Probably started training with Craig when I was 17, um, and that's kind of the short of it. A little more extended is uh, I did cross countries throughout school, um, got good, got a, um, you know, won a national title, and then got some creepy old dudes jumping into my inbox in, uh, on Facebook Messenger asking me if they 
if I want to come to the other side of the world and come visit them, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, got a scholarship. Oh, oh, oh like um, yeah, like American scholarships yeah. and things. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was you're making yourself way more sinister. Yeah. Than, um, <laughs> I know. Okay, so you, so you're just um, so so you so you're a kid and you're running and you're just naturally naturally good, naturally fast. Is that yeah. is that pretty much the long and short? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, mum. Yeah. <laughs> Why, thanks, mum? Yeah. Oh, mum was fast. Oh, was she? Yeah, mum was quite pretty quick. Um, and then dad was probably pretty determined and did some longer triathlons and stuff just for fun um but yeah that's probably where i get it from so it's just sort of in the genes yeah i'd, I'd like to i'd like to say so yeah but I, I feel like um like seeing the setup you've got here and the sort of lifestyle you're living yeah with the skateboarding and the trampoline and the surfing i feel like you would have been good at probably any sport you sort of put your mind to yeah i was a pretty i was a pretty determined kid like um dad dad would always say like oh he'd he'd, he'd like put himself you know make himself suffer and like how did he say something extreme? Like he'd kill himself before he came second. And you know, I'm like, oh yeah, probably true, especially when I was younger. Like I was like, I, I think back, I'm like, man, I put myself in the box. <laughs> kind of a wuss now. <laughs> but do, do you like that though? Do you like you like um you like making yourself hurt? Yeah, yeah, it's addic- yeah. it's a bit addicting. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like um because I had your um one of your training partners um Hayden Wild, the triathlete, on yeah. the podcast earlier this year, yeah. and he was talking about how how hard like you guys push each other at training, and and he said how you've managed to pull yourself back and do what your coach tells you to. So if your coach yeah. tells you it's an easy run, you go easy. Yeah, but do, do you guys just love? Duking it out and going going a handy. Yeah, we, we often don't like like try to beat each other, but we definitely push each other. Like there'll be mornings where we're just like one of us is feeling good and the other one's like kind of suffering. Um, especially this is often how it goes in longer reps because I'll be feeling good at the start and feeling fast, and so I'll push Hayden when it's speed, and then you know at the end of the session he'll be like coming through with strength, and I'll be like hanging on for dear life. And then we'll both end up on our back, you know, on the grass at the end. On the, you know, like a, we do a seven a.m. session um, on the road, and so we'll be just be cooked on the grass afterwards. And Craig's just like there taking a photo of us, laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> like, you dick. Yeah. So what makes um what makes Craig Kirkwood such a good coach? Oh, he's just the best. Is he? <laughs> he's just the best. I don't know. He's he's got some magic magic fingers, magic mind. Um, but no, he he really really cares for us. Um, and so pays a lot of attention, pays a lot of attention to our, like, life, as well as um, just training, so, or not just training, so, um, yeah, he, he's pretty good at prescribing stuff based off how we feel, um, and then he's, I think he's just had a really um, vast experience, you know, just with triathlon, with ultra stuff, um, with track, you know, he went to, uh, don't, let me screw this up, uh, Oklahoma University, yeah, not U- University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma University. Um, that rivals, you see. So <laughs> you'd be insulted. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he, you know, pull it, pulling, pulling from all of those different um, areas, he's he's just got, you know, and, and then post collegiately too. Like he's just been around some of the best coaches, best agents, um, especially in track and field. Um, so yeah, mm. it's just good. Because I've had um I've had another guy on the podcast called Arch Jelly, who was the, like the lifelong coach of um John Walker, who ah. uh, did the same distance as you. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you feel like your relationship? I mean, it's ha- probably hard to tell from where you're sitting now and the age you're at now. But do you do you from where you're sitting here and now? Do you th- can you see him being your lifelong coach? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. You never get to the point where where he comes to you and says, "Listen, I'm I'm sorry, Sam. I've done everything I can. You need someone else now." Yeah, no, I, I no, I think that um, you know, kind of like Ron is with Nick Willis. I think that Craig will be 
for me. Like, we're going to probably get to the point where he knows, you know, he's going to be my coach, probably, hopefully forever, unless I do something stupid and he starts to hate me, but I don't see, <laughs> I don't see why that would happen. And maybe I fall off skating or something. Well, <laughs> I think the whole world would hate me then. But um, anyway, um, yeah. yeah no. that's, that's, that's what I was getting at before. Like, there's, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like you – you seem to necessarily feel it, or maybe you've just got this ability to block it out, but <laughs> there'd be a lot of people, like high-performance sport people, that are seriously fucked off if you break a collarbone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm like, you know what? If I fall off, like, get over it. I'm like, I'm the one having to deal with it. Like, I love running. I'm addicted to it. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. So, what is um what is your addiction with running? Uh, like, do, do you, is it just because you're you're good at it that you enjoy it so much, or what? Partly, man. Yeah. I like I can go for a long run, and uh, if you get rolling, I'm just like, oh, I just sometimes Melissa, my wife, comes for a bike with me while I long run, and I'm like, oh man, I love this sport. Like, I'm just flying. Sometimes we pass bikers who are like. Oh, I feel a bit bad. <laughs> this bike is biking into a headwind, and I'm like, "See ya." Because <laughs> <laughs> what's um, what would be like an average um week for you? An average week of training. What what does it look like in terms of K's? Probably uh, you know, between a hundred and hundred and twenty. Um, maybe if I'm racing, maybe a little less, but uh, that's probably um where I'm at at the moment. There's probably some more room for growth. I don't know what naughty tricks Craig's got up his sleeve for next year, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, this 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 is the first time over the last two weeks that he's he's pulled out the old uh, double workout, and I'm like, oh, you're psycho! Who does a double workout? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so two workouts in a day? Yeah. So one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Yeah. And what, what does each session look like? Oh well, the the last two weeks we've done a, um without giving away too many Craig secrets, we've done a, a strength workout in the morning, and so that'd be like a tempo six, you know, four or six k. Um, like, not like a light tempo either. Like, it's pretty fast. Um, you know, like three-minute Ks or below. Um, and then in the evening, we got, like, some brutal speed stuff that I'm like, man, Craig, this session would be hard without the speed stuff, in the mo- <laughs> without the strength in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, so whatever. It's been really good, though, for strength and um, hopefully it prepares me well for Worlds. Yeah, so, so, so when are the Worlds? Are they pre-Commonwealth Games or post-Commonwealth yeah. Games? Yeah, pre. pre, pre-Com Games go uh, 16th, 17th and 19th of July. Okay, so we're recording this in um, late June. So you've yeah. got, you got the Worlds yeah. and then the Commonwealth. What's more important or are they both equally important? Well, I think it depends who you are. Um, f- for me, I think like Worlds is a bigger deal. Um, but Com Games is a bigger deal in New Zealand's eyes. I right? Think. Why are the worlds a bigger deal? Oh, just because it's just because the world. worlds, right? right? Okay. Like you've got, especially in distance running, like you're going to get more, probably more media if you win world championships. Um, in terms of like US media and growth, like public figure growth, I guess. Um, than if you win Com Games, because but in New Zealand, you know, you're going to get probably on the news if you win Com Games, hundred percent. Which is yeah, like yeah, maybe hopefully. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah so what is the expectation going to these events like you you're probably at like peak fitness now um like have you have you discussed it with uh, you know your Craig coach or have you got a feeling about how you're going to go uh, I'd like to uh, like I've been I've had a good season so far I went to the US for 5 weeks um April May um and so that was fun um but I beat a couple of quite a few good guys really really high quality world class athletes and so it's going to be exciting to race you know them as well as other guys who I haven't raced yet um on that world stage 
Um, and so I, I, I want to make the final. Like I didn't um, necessarily meet my expectations in Tokyo last year, or maybe not my expectations. I didn't really have any, but um, more so my ability, you know, reach my potential, I want to say. Um, and so that would be nice to, to make the final and, you know, if, if you know, never know with the 1500. You could come away with a medal. Like if you run the, race, the same race 10 different times, I could medal once and not even make the final you know, nine other times, mm. which is like the craziest part. Yeah, there's there's so much I want to I want to I want to ask you about this. First of all, I guess, um, like, what's the difference for you between a good race and a bad race in terms of like what's it what's it what's it like a dream time scenario and what is totally shitting the bed in terms of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Well, a dream uh, like this year. So so John Walker's New Zealand mile record is three forty nine, and I want to break that. Um, whether it's this year, Craig reckons I can do it this year. And so if I get in the right situation um, on the right race, it'd have to be a mile, obviously, but um, 349 would be, or 348, because I'm pretty sure it's 349, like, oh. Um, so 348 would be, like, crazy, and I'd be, like, just ecstatic with that. Mm. I'd just be like, whoa, that was crazy. Um, but in terms of 1500, I would like to run low 330s, um, and... Crap in the bed would be like, I don't know, if I ran 350 for some reason. Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be well, tactical. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that is true. It's, you're still, like, rolling. It's <laughs> still flying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. So um, if you do a mile, that's like four laps of the, of the track. Yeah. Uh, if you and me start at the same time, even though it's only four laps, you, you would literally lap me. Well, how long have you run a mile in? I'd, well, I, no, I haven't, but I could. I, I reckon um, I did some 1K repeats last week in like 320. Oh, no, you'd, I would. Oh, oh no, I reckon you'd get me. You'd, you'd let me. I might. I'd be at an only just. Oh, I don't know, because you'd run five minutes. You know, would you run five minutes? What five is that? It's a, it's a for the mile. So the four laps, five minutes. Roughly 75. Yeah, five minutes, maybe just over five minutes. 75s. Yeah, I'd, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> How humiliating is that? <laughs> oh no, sorry. Oh, that is terrible. That's why um, I, I've been asked to go on some like like five k events, which is like twelve and a half laps, yeah. or ten k events on the track. Not with not with like good guys like you, but just like I some, mean, good guys, good guys, yeah. but not. But the the fear of being lapped is just too great. Oh I, yeah, I, that's why I don't do any five k's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I could jump in a world class five k and get lapped twice, like. Especially because my five k PBs nowhere near as you know crazy as you know they're running like twelve something, twelve fifty something. Yeah, what would 5K. you do for five thousand? Like you'd definitely be sub fourteen. Oh, I mean, technically my PBs only like fourteen ten. Right. Um, but I did that early October, and I was kind of uh, I was pacing my mate Russell, and so that was that was fun. Um, but I think Craig thinks I can be like a thirteen twenty guy. Probably. God, there's, there's not a park run in the world on a Saturday morning that you wouldn't win. No, yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, um, do, do you ever, like, oh, um, yeah, so talking about the, the, the 1,500 100 metres, like at the Commonwealth Games and the World Games, um, like how much luck goes into it on the day? Like if, if, you're, if you're there and you're at peak fitness and you know you can run a good time, is there sort of like a certainty that you'll podium or is there still a lot of luck that goes into it in the strategy of the race? Oh, yeah. it's. I think it comes down to a lot of experience. But, man, I think as a youngster, you're kind of fluking it sometimes. Eh? Like, you're like, oh, we'll just play the play my cards like this and see what happens. Um, but <laughs> So you, you just get to roll the dice and be like, oh, well, nope, didn't make that one. Um, but, 
Yeah, so I think you can prep and you can understand, um, you know, who's in your race, what they are likely to do, and study it as well as you can. That's one thing I've been working on um, with Craig, especially like becoming more of a student of the sport. And because in the past, I'm like, eh, I'm just running. It's like, it's just running. It's, <laughs> just know, run. it's one kind, foot in front of the other. Yeah, it's kind of a lame sport when you think about it. Like we just, we just like especially track running. You're in circles. Like you, you run for three minutes and go nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in terms of um, in terms of a spectator sport, I reckon it's the most boring thing yet. Yeah. If you have run those distances yourself and you know what's I feel like it's it's like golf. I used to hate watching golf. Yeah. And then I, I started totally. playing golf myself, and you realize how difficult it is. So you can watch golf. Yeah, oh, you know, that's embarrassing. I, oh no, no, <laughs> no! But you, when you've had a go yourself and you realise how difficult it is, oh, totally. you, you have a new appreciation for what these guys do. Golf is so hard. It's the same with um, like track running. Uh, you, yes, it's watching people run around and around a track, but when you've run that distance yourself, um, and you you know how slow you are in comparison, yeah, it gives you a new appreciation. Oh, totally. Yeah, like I was even thinking about that with the the old marathon world record. I'm like, man, I couldn't run. Fi- oh, maybe I could run five k. At the same pace as the marathon world record. Like, that's ridiculous. Some guy, I'm a professional runner, and some other professional runner is doing what I could do, you know, four times. Yeah, oh, you, you could you could hang on to Kipchoge for a while, couldn't you? You could hang on to Kipchoge for 10Ks, maybe longer. Uh, maybe. Maybe 10Ks. Yeah, yeah 10Ks. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. i get to, through 10K. But yeah. I wouldn't do much longer than that. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. And it's that's crazy a, what that's that guy's a quarter. Done. That's a quarter yeah. of what he's doing. He's doing it four more times after that. Yeah. So okay, so so the fifteen hundred meter race. So it's um like three and three quarter laps. How do you like? How do how do you? Is there a set way to run it? Yeah. Well, do you, well, or do you, is, is, like, or do you do you go on with a game plan? Like, right, don't set the pace. Let someone else set the pace. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's different um, if you're racing tactically or you're racing um, like time trial, like a tactical championship race. Um, you know, I just listen to Craig, yes, coach, kind of thing. But uh, he, he often just says. Um, Excuse the language. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> that's what he says. Is that that's just like one thing that he says to me every time, and I'm like, sweet. Like the times, you know, the times that he hasn't said that, I have screwed it up, and I'm like, oh man. What what, what, is, what, what does he mean? Fuck it up? Like just, go out too hard or <laughs> everything? Right. Well, like, what do you mean? Don't you? Yeah, I'm like, okay, Craig. Like, cool. Um, but <laughs> he yeah, go out too hard. You know, lead for too long. Like start kicking too early. Just like. Don't get boxed in, you know, like because you could get boxed in, you could kick too early and get run down, you could lead and fatigue yourself and then get mowed down the last two hundred. Um, but yeah, pretty much you don't want to be the guy who is being out kicked. You want to be the out kicker, right? right? And yeah. so, so yeah. That you're talking like the last maybe two hundred to four hundred meters. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it depends what the field's doing, how fast the rest of the race is, where your position is. But um, yeah, I think I go into it just with like a bit of an open mindset and just go, all right, let's just see how this first 100 metres is and see if I get to where I want to be. If I get to where I want to be, sometimes it's easier. The game plan can kind of just roll out and you just defend moves and um, make moves when you need to to get to the right place, position yourself well. Um, But really, the whole race is just positioning yourself up until the last 400 metres so that you're in the right spot with 400 metres to go so that you're either on the shoulder or at the front. Um, And if you can do that, then... You've got a good chance of winning. So right, yeah. So how, how much feels easy? Is, is the first lap easy? Is it the first two hundred meters? Yeah. Well, well, Nick Willis actually says, and I totally agree with him. If you run a fifteen hundred perfectly, it's pain free. It's mm. it's effortless. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, like the, if I think about the times where I've run my fastest times, it's been the most effortless race 
and you don't even think about it. You just lap, 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 done. You know, and you're like, whoa, that was quick. Um, I, I don't know if it would be the same if you're running four or five for six minutes for the 1500. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it may still, you know, you're obviously running for a little longer, so it might hurt a little more. Um, but, yeah, for me, I, like, I don't really get the chance to think about it. But usually you don't, you don't hurt until, you know, if, if you get to like 800 and you still feel good, that's probably a good sign. Right, right. But, and you can kind of afford to hurt the last two minutes. Yeah. Um, but if you're hurting in the fir- after the first lap, Oh boy, it's gonna be a long race. <laughs> a long day, but yet it's still so short. Like oh you're yeah, just, you're just in absolute agony for that uh, for that second half of the run. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's good. So, so the Commonwealth Games, um, what would a medal mean to you? Oh, it'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like to be honest, the Commonwealth Games hasn't been really something I dreamed about. I just always wanted to go to the Olympics, um, but probably because I didn't really watch the Commonwealth Games that much as a kid. Or did you not? Why um, not? I don't know. I feel just, like it's a Kiwi thing. I feel like it is a Kiwi thing. I like I watched Nick run and a couple of things, but I didn't like sit down like I did for the Olympics and like watch, you know, or the Rugby World Cup even and just like watch the whole thing. Right. You know? Like it wasn't something I'd have the TV on, like, oh, we got the um the lawn bowls today, you know, like what well, I wouldn't just <laughs> the archery. I mean, sorry about the lawn bowls. It's actually really fun. <laughs> and hard, really hard. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I hadn't really thought about it that much, but it would be you know, the, the more I've grown up and the, the further I've developed in running, I'm like, man, a, a, a Commonwealth Games medal would be just like a dream come true. Because mm. you're just like, that's a Commonwealth Games medal. You can't, nobody can take that away from you. You know, somebody said the other day, or I read that records can be broken, but, you know, championship titles, they can't never be taken away. Yeah, something I mean, you have for life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you've taken drugs and got caught, but, uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully that never happens. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 like, where are you? Where do you think you're placed? Like, you look at the rest of the people in the field, and you you know what their times are, and you know what your time is. Mm-hmm. Um, all going well on the day, are you a chance? Well, yeah, I think so. Like, maybe not. My PB wouldn't say so right now. Um, there's a lot of guys who are ahead of me who have you know more potential than me according to our times. Um, but you know. It, some people might have peaked for their trials. Some people, you know, which is kind of now, um, June, you know, middle of June-ish. Um, and so they might have peaked for their trials just to make their team. Whereas I have the luxury of being able to just not worry about that yeah. and just peak purely for worlds and comms. And so, um, you know, they may be in 330 shape now. I'm like, I need to be in 330 shape, and you know. What shape, would you, what shape would you be in right now? Oh, I don't know. It's three, probably three thirty-four, three thirty-three, right. th- th- probably three thirty-four shape. Right. I, I'd, I think once I do a little bit of a tune-up, maybe three thirty-five shape tune-up happens and it changes quite a bit. So maybe I'll be down to three thirty shape in a couple of weeks. God, you've got to be so in tune with your body, don't you? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like you you understand at at some level, you you kind of flip a switch and then understand where like what twenty-eight feels like and what thirty feels like. And 30s, if you're running 30s in a race, you're running too slow, you know, for 200s. If you're running 30s, you're like, I need to pick it up because I'm way off the pace. Because you need to be running 28s, realistically. Like, if you're running 28s, you're on pace for a fast time. That is quick. I don't yeah. think I could sprint that fast. 14 point, 400? No, I think I'd be slower than that. Nah. How, how would you be good? You've got the legs. How, how would you go um, against uh, Zoe Hobbs in a, in a hundy? Oh, you know, I was actually talking to Zoe. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I was talking to Zoe the other day um, after Oceania's, and we're like, we should set up a race 
just for fun, because like no no media, nothing, because I don't want the media to be there, because I probably I definitely get my butt kicked. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'd actually like to race the sprinter girls, just mm. because the sprinter boys that'd just be sad. Like I just get smoked, spat out the back. But I am um, like unofficially ran like 11 flat the other day. Um, like what did Zoe the, do the other week? What's her time? Like 11. Own yeah, nine. She's a beast, eh? Yeah, she's so fast. <laughs> it's scary. You're like, whoa, my goodness. You're, whoa. Like, so she, she'd, she'd take you, but probably not by... Oh, no, she, oh, you should I smoke know. you probably. Yeah, eh? she'd probably... Like, especially because I, have, I haven't done a block start. So out of the blocks, she could put five metres on me, she could put two metres on me, <laughs> she could put ten metres on me. And I'm like, it, it depends if I, like, come out all gumpy and like... Ooh. But, um, yeah, if I get a good block start, then I prob- she'd probably beat me by a couple metres, but... I mean, I don't know. I think she'd smoke me, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Um, all right. now, now, you mentioned Nick Willis before. So th- this is the crazy thing. So it feels like in um, the, the distance that you do 1,500 metres. Um, see, I'm of an age where I was born in the 1970s, so I remember the John Walker era. Yep. And, right. then, and then there was a little bit of a gap after the amazing John Walker, and then Nick Willis came along and, and held that, that crown for a bloody – like Nick Willis has been running. Yeah, well, since then till now. Your, your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and now it feels like um literally my entire life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. twenty he, years <laughs> he has it's incredible yeah what, what's he done he's done like sub four minute miles over twenty years yeah <laughs> every year for twenty years I read a big article online about this I know. And so to be able to get up and do that every year for twenty consecutive years it's I, just mind blowing I um it's it's crazy I'm like I'm fo- uh, this year will be my fifth year and I'm like oh man Nick you're just making it hard for me to break that record <laughs> I'm like I'm like it's just so many miles <laughs> my le- my, it's tiring me out thinking about it you know like but yeah he's incredible and it's just longevity just shows how much of you know how how much he loves running to be honest that that's that's really what it shows because a lot of the guys you know they start to they start to taper or they start to get a little older then like get an injury and they're like ah oh, you know maybe that's me done and then they just mm. pull, pull the pin but he's just like no I love running I want to do it as long as I can yeah. and I'm like that's so awesome and you know him and Kelly Slater surfing like Kelly Slater's 50 now and just you know one what 30 years apart as first and um whatever pipe number pipe Pipe masters, type. yeah, right, right. And I'm like those, you know, those sorts of athletes. That's you just goals. like, wow, the, you, you got to take your hat off to them. Yeah, and there's um another one as well, Cameron Brown, the uh, the Iron Man. Oh, he's totally. Uh, he's just turned fifty recently, and he's still cranking, cranking it, just <sighs> dominating. So, um, what's your relationship with Nick, Nick Willis like, or what was it like, and what is it? And like, he's obviously accepted now that you're the you're the upstart that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's kicking his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it weird in the beginning? Like, was there a, like a jealousy thing on his part, or nah, 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 never. Which is super cool. It could have totally been that. I'd never even thought about it. He made it so so natural. It was cool. Um, but, but I suppose you know when you're getting older as an athlete that that day's going to come. Yeah, I guess so, and especially because he was probably, oh, maybe like. 36 when mm. I first beat him. I beat him in an 800 the week after he smoked me in a 1500. But the bittersweet part about the 1500 was that he dragged me through to break his own New Zealand record. Right. <laughs> I, was like, wow. I was like, thanks, Nick. Um, but he was so stoked and he was so genuine about it. It was just amazing, you know. So I was just like, oh, this guy's so cool. He's such a cool mentor. And, you know, I'd looked up to him for, up to him for years but never had the opportunity to actually meet him. And so when he came to New Zealand, I met him and, um, you know, then I went to Belgium and – talked with oh, Steve Willis his brother was um, with us and so I talked on the phone to Nick and, and then uh, Tokyo came around and or a couple more races I think I saw him at um, we hung out chatted and you know watched a movie or something um, but then Tokyo came around and I got to spend you know 
the, the most part of a month probably with him. Um, and, you know, he got to give me some advice and give me some tricks and tips and, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. And so it what, was really what's cool. It a, what's sort of like tricks and tips? Like what can he... Oh, here's a stitch up. One... <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so, I mean, I totally should have known this. This was like real amateur on my yeah, part. Yeah. But um, Nick, post-race, t- tells me this one thing that if you're in a race and someone's on your shoulder and you want to get out of the box... You just put your hand on their hip because it's not it's not illegal. You're not like pushing them. But you just put the hand on your hip. I put your hand on their hip and just apply a little bit of pressure. <laughs> and they like, just like a fiend, like a fiend. But they just glide <laughs> outwards. And I tried it. And I'm like, what the heck? This is awesome. And but I tried it after the Olympics. And I'm like, Nick, you should have told me this before the Olympics. I'm like, that would have saved my you know, campaign, but I was like, I wasn't grumpy. Um, yeah. But it was, I was like, <laughs> is, anyway. this, is, this, is this like a, a, a tip that you will use going forward potentially? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right, you know, right. If you need to get out and, and somebody's, you know, boxing you in, you're like, i got to move, man. Like, I'm ready to go. If you're going to hold me back and you're not moving, or if you're going backwards, I'm going forwards, like, see ya. Yeah, so, because in, in cycling, um, you know, there's a, there's a peloton situation and, uh, yeah. like, if, if you're not pulling your weight and get going out front, like, the other cyclists will, like, you know, tell you off or yell at you. Yeah. Does, is there talking on the track or no? Sometimes. You're too gas to talk. No, nah, sometimes, like, I, I this, this last five weeks or so, uh, five races, um, I, four races, four or five, whatever, um, I got pretty vocal at some stage because I was obviously ch- chasing the time. And I'm like, guys, we're here to run. Like, come on, let's work. Like, let's work together. Like, we're not we're not here to just muck around and like You're run. So annoying. I'm, I know, I totally was, but I like I got I don't know. I, oh, like, God. I love the, all the boys, but sometimes I feel like when you rather the gun goes off, nobody's friends. They, like, they must be like, oh, easy for you, Tanner. We're going as hard as we fucking can. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, but yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. Some yeah. guys, some guys just want to win, you know, which is totally fair enough. But I'm like, I don't care about winning. Sometimes I just want to run fast. Yeah. Especially if it's not a championship. In a championship, in a championship, everything, you know, everything goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so, so yeah, so let's talk about the Olympics. So you went to the Olympics last year in Tokyo. Yep. Um, you qualified last year as well. So in a way, I guess the COVID thing for you was a blessing because it gave you more time to qualify. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there was so many blessings that came out of COVID. It was ridiculous. Like I got to got to come home, what was it? This was like 2020 when COVID kind of hit, I guess. Yeah. And then so I came home, did a whole year of pretty much base, of base training, you know, and then I proposed and got engaged. So that was sick. Um, and then so I had this like awesome like family stuff going on and then awesome training that was just building a massive base that carried me through for a season that was way too long like mm. I probably shouldn't have raced that much but it got me qualified you know um then started 2021 ran a couple of fast races qualified for the olympics you know ran the olympics ran a couple of collegiate races before then um but yeah without that I was you know to be honest, 2020, for the Olympics were then, it was a very long shot. Yeah, in terms of qualifying. In terms of qualifying. Right, right. But, so I probably but, wouldn't have gone. But I suppose, like, pros and cons, cause, because it was delayed a year, you got to go. But also, it sounds like it was a pretty shitty Olympic experience. And oh, yeah. It, you from, didn't get the full, I mean, you will in your lifetime, I'm sure. Yeah, but totally. It wasn't like the full Olympic experience. Nah, nah. Uh, yeah, but for me, I, I kind of look at it like I'm fortunate because a lot of athletes, you know, who may have given up, you know, they may be in their late 20s or early 30s and they've just qualified for their first Olympics and maybe that was their only one, mm. you know, and I'm like, 
oh, that kind of sucks because that may be their only one and that's that's it. Whereas for me, I'm like, that was my first one. I'm like, and that was awesome. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what everybody else is saying. I'm like, I'm at the Olympics. I'm like a, you know, like a puppy. I'm just like, you, like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, I can't contain my excitement. Um, and so a lot of people probably were like, man, Sam, chill out. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was stoked. And, and so now I'm looking forward to what, more there could be at yeah, the next right, Olympics. Right. So. A, more, a more normal Olympic experience. And yeah. it, it must have been um, – what, what happened to you in the Olympics, in, in the 1500 metres? Oh, How did you get on? Oh, I, I ran well. Like, I um, was actually proud of the way I felt in the race. But, uh, like, I kind of just wasn't aggressive enough, essentially. Like, I should have um, – I went into the race a little, like – not. I was not nervous, which is really silly. Like, I should have been nervous. I should have put more pressure on myself, to be honest, because I, I like – pressure um and so i yeah i kind of got off the line well but then kind of just found myself up like at the back of the pack or boxed in and i was like i couldn't really move um and so i was just like ah what do i do and anyway i got through got through the race and ran the last 300 meters really well like my last 300 was the same as um you know the top two or so of of Uh my race yep um so if i was at the front at that time i would have made it through like probably comfortably yeah but the fact is i wasn't there and that's what happens if you run your race wrong right um, and so yeah I, I i crossed the line and was just like so so in awe of where i actually was i was like whoa i'm at the olympics and for me i was not even the slightest bit disappointed because i'm like you know what so many people give up their whole life are unpaid and you know give up everything to make the olympics and sometimes they don't even make it, you know, mm, like they give up mm. money, time, years of like not having a family and then they don't even make it. And I'm like, man, I can't be, I can't be grumpy at my performance. I'm like, what a dick if you were like, <laughs> you're like, I'm, like, I'm at the Olympic I'm, fucking games. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the Olympics. Like, just like, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I'm 20. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it must've been, um, I don't, I don't know if you, if you guys could even hang out or whatever, but um, so your training partner Hayden, uh, he won um, a medal in the triathlon. Yeah. Did you did you guys get to see each other and enjoy that moment over there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no. yep. we we crossed over for one day, and so he was there. Ooh, early August, I think that's roughly what I'm thinking. Roughly the day, yeah, early August. Um, I think his race was maybe the 31st of July or something. So we crossed over because of the way that um their village kind of COVID rules were. You're allowed in there for 48 hours after your event. Um, and so we crossed over for 24 hours. We hung out. We got to have a hug and eat dinner together and then uh, pretty much see you later, you know, which was crazy. But we yeah. got a photo at the, at the Olympic rings, which was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it definitely gave me some motivation to run well, but I just didn't quite execute it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that must have been crazy. Though. Like, here, here you are, basically like two more or less kids. Oh yeah, from the you know from from Tauranga Bay of Plenty, and you're at the Olympic Games, and one of you wins, wins a fucking medal. I know, and it's we're insane. both of the same coach too. Yeah, you're like, man, that's a testament to Craig's coaching. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like yes, we're both like two naturally gifted athletes in terms of genes, but like realistically, he's developed us and given us the confidence and the ability to. Um, to just send it mm. and just that's the definition I feel like in training that's what we do eh? we're yeah. just like we just full like alright full send let's go so, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I had Hayden on the, the podcast he, um, he there was a saying that he used maybe a dozen times about something like blowing the doors off <laughs> yeah. he said it over and over again yeah, <laughs> yeah he's good at that so, um, so, so you said you weren't nervous 
Like, what, what, what do you mean you weren't nervous? Were you, were you just relaxed before the Olympics? Yeah, I was so stoked. Like, if do, I, do, like you get, do you ever get nervous? Yeah, I totally get nervous. Yeah. Like, some, some mornings wait, 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 I'm wait, like... How, how do you... What do you, what do you mean? How, how can you definitely get nervous, but you're not nervous at the Olympics? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, so I think I think it's a pressure thing. Like I'm like at the Olympics, I'm like, well, I'm at the Olympics. I'm probably not the worst here, but I'm like probably like realistically, I don't know how good a shape. I'm, I mean, I, I I did back my shape. I was like, I'm in good shape. But anyway, I still oh, I, 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 I get what you're saying. So there was no sort of expectation. No, no yeah. expectation. Okay. And so I was like, this is kind of cool. Uh, Let's just see how it is. And on the start line, if you rewind and watch the tape, I'm like, um, like the only one on the start line, just like thumbs up, like fully smiling, like, like hey guys, almost I'm at like, the Olympics. like almost like waving to everyone, like, oh, I'm at the Olympics, like, what the heck am I doing here? Um, and so that was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, so me and then Nick was actually this other, the other one doing the same thing. He actually made the semi final, which was awesome. Um, but he was also like, yeah, like, hi, Darcy, hi, Lockie, his kids. Um, and so that was pretty cool. Um, to the, the two Kiwis were just the ones stoked and happy on the start line and um, also two Christian dudes too. So it was pretty sweet to just like, oh, yeah, no, a bit different and uh, stand out a little bit, which is, which is mm. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about the, uh, the, the religion thing because you, you, um, you, you got married at the beginning of this year. Yep. To, yep. your, to your partner, Melissa. Yep. You're both very young, so I, w- I wondered if you were religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we got an awesome church uh, down down the road called Curate, um, led by Joel and Katie Milgate. Um, awesome pastors, love them, and just super stoked to be a part of that. Right. And, yeah. What is it, like a, a Catholic church, Christian church? Christian, what Christian, is it? Christian church. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we're just amazing teaching. We, we just finished a, um, a... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. kind of seven week series uh, called the emotionally healthy discipleship um which is just like so good it just provokes some really good discussion around like um growth in being a person really like right. not not just like christian a- attributes or aspects but like just really cool um like ways of living and like ways that we would better represent jesus and re- represent um you know who we are as christians and i don't know just be better people right which is cool because I, I was I was raised um um like in a Catholic family and we went to church every weekend, but maybe it's different now. Um, but it was really boring. Oh, we, we had to yeah. go on a Sunday and we had to wear horrible dress up, scratchy clothes. Um, there was some old priest that was just mumbling away that had no charisma. You'd have to kneel down on these wooden wooden benches for yeah. a few minutes at a time and your knees would be sore. <laughs> is it still like that now? Or is the church you go to a fun one with their bands and? Yeah, no, uh, we our, um. You know, 
they they do. I think they pride themselves on it. I would if I was them. Um, but Curate have an amazing worship team, and they actually I think released an album, and it was like number one on the New Zealand um, like I don't know if it was a religious whatever um, category, but in New Zealand Music Awards, and so they won like the the best music album for the year or something, right? Wow. Which was really cool. Um, and so they just awesome atmosphere. Um, really laid back. You know, anyone's welcome off the street. They get given a free coffee and stuff and food sometimes. And yeah, it's just it's really cool. Yeah, is it a big part of your life? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, where, where does it? Were you raised this way? Is this how you were raised? As a yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so your whole family's religious. Yeah, they. We didn't go to church like. Oh, we, we did go to church quite a lot. Um, not but religiously, though. Not like, <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't like, um, wasn't like mm. there was no Bible bashing or anything yeah. as a kid. You're just like, you, we were definitely given our own opportunity to um, decide, decide and, yeah. and, and, and express whatever we wanted to, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so that was really cool. And then we went to BC Christian School, which was just like really cool. Um, and it, like, a lot of people think it's so, so sheltered and whatever, but it actually, like it was in some ways, but it just like really good for growth and I don't know good morals and taught you, you know, how to be a decent member of society in a lot of ways. Well, that's that, I mean that's the thing. Like if um like I I would say I'm I'm atheist now, but the the message in the Bible is basically don't be an asshole, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it brings something into your life that um that that brings value to it, then I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean totally, and I've like had some. You know, pretty crazy experience. Oh, this is a bit of a story. So once I, uh, we we're playing Nerf. My brother and I were playing Nerf. <laughs> we're, this is a good as good stories start. We we're playing Nerf, um, Nerf Wars, and uh, we. He's like partially blind in one eye, or probably mostly blind in one eye. He, he, incredibly talented, but like at skating he, and stuff. Too. How from from birth or? Oh, I think it's just like a lazy eye and it just like it's got ten percent vision. Right, right. So um anyway, I shot him in the face and he got pretty he got pretty mad because he was breaking the rules. Um and so I shot him in the face and he's like, Oh and then he got grumpy at me and we, we got into a bit of a fight. Um but then I, I punched him and I don't know, we'll probably punch him in the head or something and uh, <laughs> and I broke my knuckle like real bad and like you probably see it there, but like see how my right pinky knuckle was like down. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like Super broken. Mum's like, ha ha, natural punishment. And I'm like, oh, thanks, mum. So she didn't take me to the doctor for a day, and then it was real swollen the next day. She's like, okay, let's go. Um, when anyway, I got it checked, x-rayed. It was like broken. Um, so I went to school, and my mates actually prayed for my hand. And they prayed for it first time, second time, nothing happened. And they prayed for it a third time, fully healed, like that. Click of the fingers from like full pain, like in a like splint buddy strapped to the other finger to like full healing. I'm like, Oh, that was crazy! Oh, I, you know, for, and for me, that was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That like, so, that's definitely something you don't see every day. And so I was like, whoa! Like, uh, you're speechless. You're just like, oh, thanks, guys. I guess like you walk, walk away. You're like, shot, shot, legends. Like that's. Well, can you get the, the same crew to pray for a gold medal? I know, I know, totally. That's what I'm like, guys, you want to want to come over and uh, yeah, Jesus will be like, sorry, man, I, I don't work on favors like that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a genie, yeah. <laughs> um, which is totally true. But you know, yeah. So, 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 how did you meet your wife? You did you meet her through church or um, at school? Uh, this uh, I've got full of story. You've been hitting all the story buttons today. Um, she, we actually went to kindergarten together, um, and then so we went to the same kindy. And then, so you knew each other as 
Do you remember each other at like, Kindy? Not or? really. Not no, really. Don't really remember. Just through photos or through stories yeah, from your yeah. parents. Yeah, like parents knew each other yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they're at the same time or whatever. But then we went to BC together. Um, so that's um, Bethlehem College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, met there, hung out for a couple of years, started dating at the end of high school. Um, and then I went to university in Washington and then, uh, you know, on the athletic scholarship. And we did long distance for a couple of years and then yeah, came back. And, was that hard? Yeah, it sucked. But it was mm. really good. Like, it was good for us in a lot of ways. One, one like – maturity like it allowed us to be have a lot of time for like individual growth which was so important because you could be like one of those like cheesy little teenage couples where you're just like they're kind of cute but like awkward kind of cringe but we like we never wanted to be that we wanted to just like be adults and be um you know as mature as possible and so it was really good for our growth because we got to do our independent thing um but not have to worry about the whole drama of dating and or not, and so that was really great. Mm. And she's the coolest girl ever. She's a teacher at Bethlehem College now. Oh, um, amazing! Full yeah, circle. So, yeah. So she she didn't actually think she was gonna um, ever go back there. Um, not because she didn't love it, but just because she wanted to work in a um, public school. And um, she, yeah, so the opportunity came up, and she just loved it. And so she's like, "Oh, this is cool." Mm. Um, and so. Yeah, that's where she's at at the moment. So how old were you when you started seeing each other? What was it, like 13, 14? No, nah, no, nah, like 17. 17. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I had Joseph Parker on the podcast. He had a similar thing. He, he met his um, now wife and baby mama uh, at school when they were like 13, 14, and they've oh, sort of been whoa. together ever since. Oh, you're a little bit awesome. older. But were you in similar classes, like going through the years at, at Bethlehem College? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did, were you thinking through those years, like 13 to 16, oh, she's, she's, she's a bit of all right? Yeah, she, she's, she was always fun, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, like this could be kind of cool. Um, and then uh, how, of, how come nothing ever happened in those early years, like um, the school dances and things like that? Oh, uh, you know, other girls. No, no, <laughs> just kidding. No, no, um, no. I don't know. We just, we just kind of uh, – yeah, I suppose I, I was I was very much focused on having fun and doing my own thing, um, and I've I like I'm a boys' boy, but not necessarily in the sense that I'd go to parties and stuff. I'm like I'd rather have a bunch of boys that would come surfing with me at seven a.m. You know, like just like get up early and not stay up late. And so that actually has really helped my running because I've been able to just focus on to you know the morning. Um, little puppy out there. Oh, should we let him in? Uh, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the 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 things that you've that you've that you've done and continue to do with your life and your body. I mean, you can't you can't have the party lifestyle in that as well, can you? No, Someone's no, got to go. Yeah, and so you're, I not, think you're not getting on the piss and then running sub four minute miles the next day. No, you know no, I, I mean that, that would be a pretty good challenge, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Actually, one day you should try like the the Chanda Mile or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, the, the beer, beer mile. mile. Yeah, yeah. I jeez, uh, you'd smoke it. Yeah, or I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like the biggest drinker, yeah, so I don't think I would. Be, I would just. I'd run the really fast laps, but then I'd be like, because oh, you get a bonus lap if you vomit, right? Oh, do you? Yeah, so yeah I'm not like sure a, of the exact rules, but yeah, yeah like a punishment. You, you do a lap and then you drink a beer. Then yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Four beers, four laps, and then a punishment if you vomit. So yeah. I'm like, I think I'd just take the punishment and just blast out five laps instead yeah. of doing four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, so, so who, asked, who asked who out initially? Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah we went, was it a school ball or just a regular date? No, nah, it was a regular date. Yeah. We, went, we went kayak fishing and she caught her first snapper, and so that was pretty sweet. Mm. Um, and that was, that was pretty cool, but... 
yes, that that was, I guess, the essence of date number one, if mm. you could call it that. It's more of an adventure. A lot of, uh, you know what is, oh, I shouldn't be exposing myself like this, but uh, <laughs> no, no, what is, what is real good. shocking is um, I, we, I think, we, I think our first dinner date was my, she took me out for my birthday and she paid for it. And I'm like, oh, like I, like I did, I'm, I did offer to pay, but she's like, no, it's your birthday. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but that was like, like we didn't do dinner, like official dinner dates yeah. very often because we're like, ah, we just went on adventures. Like we did heaps of hiking, heaps of surfing, um, some mountain biking and stuff and it was cute skate dates and pump tracks and stuff. Um, but yeah, we weren't one of those couples who'd spend a lot of money, probably because we didn't have much money, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, And you don't need to. You no, need to. no, no. It was, and it was, it was so much fun. Like, it was just the, the best way to do it. Well, and w- when did you realise, um, when did you realise that she was going to be the one? I don't know. That's kind of, probably pretty early on. I was like, this, yeah. this chick's super cool. Like, I'm just like, I just don't want to lose her. Like, she's, yeah. um, you oh, know, awesome. a girl that's just like, compliments me in lot, so many different ways. And so I'm like, this is easy. It's easy doing life with her. Um, and yeah, we, we compliment each other pretty well. I hope she agrees. But <laughs> well, she said yes. So. Yeah, she, did, she did say and yes. This yeah. is just a people pleaser and isn't good at yeah. saying no. Oh, that, that is true too. But she, no, she, yeah, she did say yes. So that's mm. encouraging. And th- this may be a bit of a personal question. You may choose not to answer that and that's fine. But um, because, because of your religious beliefs, did you, did you save yourselves for marriage? Yeah. You yeah. did? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Shit, was that hard? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was. So what are you doing? You're allowed to do it. You're allowed to kiss. You're allowed to. What What are you allowed? Yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I suppose. It's I suppose it's up to the up individual. To, yeah, what? wherever you. I know. Draw your own line. People draw their lines in different places. I don't know where we. Yeah, we had a little peck, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's hard though. A peck is a gateway. Oh, yeah, it is a gateway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was, it was like, right, I've, I've got to go to Washington. We need that, yeah, that yeah. separation. Yeah, yeah. That, that helped heaps. <laughs> that was great. But. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, so let's talk about the, um, the, the Washington experience. So um, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I may have heard this in an interview or read it somewhere, and I don't know if this is inappropriate or not, but I heard you, you put on quite a bit of weight over there. Yeah, how did you know that? I don't know. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought I heard it somewhere, or read it somewhere, or maybe someone told me. But I, I can't. But you're over there on a sporting scholarship, so you're there. You're there getting fit, and you're there running, and they're pushing yourself. So how do you how do you get fat? I just I, I don't know, Dom. <laughs> it was a combination of like gluttony, <laughs> American food, everything's deep fried. I was a sucker. I um yeah no I just I suppose I just ate lots. Like, I, I, to be honest, I think the root of it was probably me doing less activity, more running, but less activity. You know, like, when I'm here... Oh, I got you. So you, you talk about all the dates you were having with your girlfriend. Yeah, like yeah, You go yeah. kayaking or mountain biking. Yeah, walk up yeah. the mound okay. kind of thing. You know, like, that's like hours of exercise in the day that you're just burning heaps of calories. Sure. You don't even realise it. Which I think, like, now, looking at it now, like, it, with uh, a combination between that and Craig's, like, training, like, saying, yep, cross-training is good... Like, all that sort of stuff was helping me stay skinny, stay, stay strong in a bunch of ways too, not like like usable strength, like agility, you know, whatever else. And so that was um, like a, a really good plus. But as soon as I got to the States, I was sitting behind a computer studying and uh, put on the freshman, not just the 15, but the freshman 20, 20 pounds. And so I was like, What's that in kilos? You're like, it's like, it. it's like 
eight or nine kilos. Shit, that's a lot of extra weight to be carrying around a track. Oh yeah, I. Oh. Where, where, whereabouts? Like you're, a, I'm looking at you now. You're a lean, you're a lean dude. <laughs> where, where, did, where did you put it on? Was it evenly spread? Yeah, or? it was pretty evenly spread. Like still, like I was still essentially I was still skinny, right? But I, Melissa, <laughs> two co- two comments that have kind of stuck with me. Melissa said I looked swollen. <laughs> and my dad said I had a fat neck, <laughs> a and I'm like, neck. I'm like, thanks, dad. Like, what a legend. Like, so that was, uh, it's totally, totally not true, right? Like, I was still like lean, but um, yeah, still, still running incredible still, times. Yeah, still running fast, but um, I did ha- have my worst result ever. I came uh, 232nd at uh, at. at NCAA Nationals, which, to be honest, field is deep, very deep, hard to get there, but that's still pretty shocking. Like, I suppose somebody has to come that far back. <laughs> yeah. And but was the um, but did you enjoy the the American college experience? Like, was yeah. was it um, even though you, you put on weight and you've you've lost the weight now, um, was it good for you in terms of like sharpening the pencil as an athlete? Yeah, totally. It gave me heaps of experience. I um, was you know learning learning heaps like both academically and, like, athletically. Um, the professionalism in terms of, like, yeah, strategics and, like, recovery, everything like that, really good, really good um, experience. Uh, I loved the team. Coach was awesome. Um, really different because in the U.S., obviously, they've thrown heaps of money at you. There's just, like, gear coming out of your ears. Um, you've got the whole college system, like, like American football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Like Friday Night Lights and stuff like, like that. They have, like, this thing called tailgating, mm. but at UW it's called sailgating because they get in the, <laughs> because there's a lake there. And so they get all their rich guys in their fancy boats get on the piss before the American football games. And you go to the football games, everyone's drunk and there's, like, actual cheerleaders. I'm like, I thought they were just in the movies. But, no, it was, it was cool. It was Amazing. cool experience. What a great experience. Um... Yeah, did you end up talking in a bit of an accent? Did nah. you not pick it? No, 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 you nah, didn't. You I'll didn't put, have to adjust to, to oh, be understood. No, but I did say a couple of things differently. Like I'd say we'd go to the store instead of the supermarket or um, the the parking lot instead of the car park. Right, um, right. I still said it in a Kiwi accent, but it was just like things like that. But I did have a couple of um, a couple of my mates like start to say things with a Kiwi accent. I'm like, oh, that's good. Shows my level of influence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, suckers, you're speaking my language in yeah. your own country. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, cause the, uh, you, you can become quite self conscious of your accent, eh, when you're overseas. Like, oh, it, st- yeah. it stands out like dog balls. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah but um, uh, we had a couple of different internationals on the team, too. So it was, um, you know, a couple of Aussie girls. Uh, we had a Brit um, bloke who was there for a while. Um, and that was cool. So. In terms of like learning and knowing people and getting to know a bunch of different people um, and making connections around the world, it was super cool. Yeah. Super, super yeah. cool. And you said before they, they throw money at you and everything. Like, like, what do you mean exactly? They, so they pay for your flights over there, pay for the education. Yeah, yeah. You get, do you get an, like an allowance or per diems or yep. anything? Yep. Yeah, we get per diem when we travel. Um, you know, usually probably a couple hundred bucks. And if, if you're like any watts, any way smart about it, you could – probably bank $100 each time, which is sweet. I'm like, that's 160 in New Zealand dollars, you know. That's great. Um, and so that was always fun. Do uh, you know what, what is funny? They, they gave me a stipend and... Uh, uh, what's a stipend? Like a, like a monthly allowance okay. kind of thing to right. pay for your room, board, 
food that's um, not through the dining halls. So they had athlete dining, which was cool. Um, but check this out. I, I uh, was nifty and I um, I bought, with, with the money that I saved over having cheap housing, uh, I bought, uh, t- t- what was it, two... Two, two mo- well, one motor, two no, two motorbikes, and so I bought two motorbikes whilst over there with the with the excess money. I was like, those are like free motorbikes. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> so I had a yeah CBR thousand double R um for the motorbike people listening, uh, which is a very fast bike. And then I traded it for a Ducati, and then in New Zealand I bought a SV one thousand, that blue one in the shed I showed you. you. You're definitely not living your life in cotton wool, are you? No, no, that's not fun. No, it's re- it's re- it's really good. I, I had a friend that played for the uh, the All Blacks like about twenty years ago, and I'm guessing it's probably still the same now. But he wasn't allowed to go skiing or snowboarding or anything in winter. Yeah, no, nah. no. I think a lot of like the US coach uh, didn't want me to go snowboarding or skating. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I was like boosting around like probably like like a nutter. I, like, there's not many guys like sending it through campus on their skateboards. Um, but I was like. Yeah, boosting through campus, and he's like, okay, a week before nationals, I want you to give me my, my, the skateboard. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's probably fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose if you've, if you've done enough hours on the skateboard, you, you, you're good at bailing. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. So there is still risk, but it's, um, it's sort of managed risk. Yeah, and you're just going to graze. Like, like I, I don't – like, I never try new tricks, which kind of is annoying because I'm like, oh, I would like to be as good as my brother, but he's incredible, and I can't do that. You know, like, I'm not – good enough to do that mm. um and i don't i can't afford to do that you know because essentially you know i've got a sponsorship by puma now and if i don't perform then you know that's on the line and so don't hurt yourself do what you know and yeah you know, yeah usually good but yeah, yeah how, how is so so this, this, you don't need a job you you can just you can just train and yeah. do your events yeah. um is it an okay living i know i i saw on your instagram a couple of weeks ago there's like a local law firm here in bay of plenty that's yeah. um helping you out so you got puma yeah they just give you gear and a little bit of cash yeah gear and some um, oh they give me a salary yeah so uh it's a it's enough it's good yeah it's good it's um it's not like as much as i'd be probably making in the u.s um because there's just you know a lot more profile mm, over there you can sure. you know get a lot more recognition and everything like that um and so yeah a little bit less than probably what i'd be making overseas um but it's enough to live on especially with the help of you know um the lawyers and over in taronga there which has been great and they're awesome, yeah, yeah, actually give, give, awesome them, give them a plug because i saw that on your instagram i thought that's a really cool thing for a local firm to be yeah doing. awesome and and so so the the story with that is uh um thomas uh Reefoy butler is kind of yeah, I suppose I know him mutually. Um, but he reached out over Instagram one day and messaged me and said, Hey Sam, um, love to catch up for coffee and I was like, Sweet, okay, like cool. Like, don't really know you, but sweet. And uh but anyway, we got chatting. He's a really awesome dude and we get along well, um and have, you know, quite a few hobbies in common. He just went I saw him going mountain biking the other day actually. Um sorry, Thomas, exposing your life a little <laughs> Um but you know, that and fishing and running as well, he's a runner. Um, so he he kind of we had a chat and then he talked to his partners at the law firm and then uh, pulled together some cash and um, then that plus some um, any law advice I need or like looking over contracts and stuff which yeah, is yeah. so so helpful like that, that stuff's so expensive to get done and so I'm just so thankful f- to be a part of their team and to have them you know on my team and so it's uh, yeah cool and um, 
I've met some of the partners. We went to the movies the other day, uh, which was kind of cool, and got to meet a few more of them and yeah. chat. And um, but yeah, they've been great. They're super supportive, and um, yeah, have kind of um, ready to express their interest to back me for the next few years too, which is cool. That's so good. That's how it should be. I mean, yeah. It's an unlucky sport, isn't it? Because the money's not oh, great. Yeah. Like, it, nah. if you know Stephen Adams, for example, on a twenty million a year or whatever for playing yeah. basketball, and yeah. you're in terms of what you're doing in your sport, you're probably as good as what he is. But there's yeah. just no money and no money in the run. No, that is true. Yeah, like or even like you know golf. You know, like like imagine being Lydia Ko. Yeah, how good? I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but um, you know, like I'm heavily relying on like bonuses and winnings and cash from winning races you know which still isn't that much you know Stephen Adams you know gets MVP probably gets a bonus you know yeah, like sure. Matt probably a couple million dollar bonus mm. you know like I, I get a bonus and you know might get a couple grand you know which is like still great but um you know yeah, it's not a couple of mil is no it? it's not a couple of mil <laughs> so whatever but I do it I don't do it for the money I do it for the love of it you know like if I did it for the money I would probably have Never done this. Sport. Yeah, yeah, you do something else. Um, wow, this, it's been a great chat. Shit, you're full of energy, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> you're, like, you're, like a, you're like a fizzed up can of coke. Yeah, oh, I did have a coffee, uh, not today, but uh, like before one of my races, and I'm like, holy, I should not be allowed coffee. <laughs> really? Was it helpful or? Uh, I was just or jittery. I or? was just pinging. Like right, my right. heart was going crazy. I was like bouncing. Like my legs. I couldn't get my legs still. Um, and so that was, yeah, pretty scary. <laughs> and how's, um, something I like to ask everyone on this, this, this podcast, how, how's, how's your mental health? How's it been? How is it currently? Mm. How are you? You good? Uh, I'm good. I, uh, have a lot of people around me who are pretty good at, um, yeah, checking in. You know, I've got a couple running mates, um, Ollie Chignall being one of them, who's really good at, um, kind of creating awareness around like men's mental health especially and and so I think it's been pretty cool to have guys like him just check in every now and then not that I've ever had any problems but you know it's it's good to um like actually have someone to talk to and and so that was been pretty cool um and I'm part of a small group um you know little bible study thing that we did this morning too and so that's that's always helpful having you know um a couple other guys around me that have just you know care and you can be vulnerable with and um yeah that Plus the family and my wife and yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's do, good. Do, do you think I was going to ask? Do you think your faith helps? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Like I, I think uh, one of my biggest things is that I um, don't find myself like holding my identity in running. Like I'm like, if I lost running, and I think that's probably why I do so many crazy other stuff because I'm like, I'm like, you know, if running gets taken away from me, I'm still Sam. Like I'm not just Sam the runner. Like yeah, I am Sam who runs, but I like doesn't really like it would be sad. Obviously, because it's like the thing I love to do. But if I got taken away from me, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. But like, my identity's not in that, you know. Like, it's it's in my faith. It's in everything else that I am, rather than just running. That's such a mature way of looking at it. <laughs> it really is, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, it I really is, I mean, especially when you when when you're as good as what you are, and no, no doubt these people kissing your ass a fair bit yeah, for yeah, your running. Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It is pretty funny, but um, nah, it's it's good. I think. I've had some, you know, pe- pe- some pretty wise people pressing into me and like giving me encouragement and supporting me. You know, even with Nick, like it's been good to have those sorts of conversations with him. And I think, you know, sometimes you can fast track some areas of maturity. You know, like there's obviously 
areas where I'm like, you know, make a fart joke that's going to always be funny. Like, <laughs> never, never, it's never, never gonna, not funny. It's never not funny. You know, like, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you can fast track th- some bits like that in your life when uh, you've got some pretty good, strong people around you. Mm. Have you ever um, had any injuries or anything that sort of got you down in the dumps? Oh, I was yeah. Well, after Tokyo, the this is like a. I'm so glad they removed isolation. But after Tokyo, we got uh, we flew to Christchurch, um, did isolation quarantine there, and I did two weeks of. I wasn't allowed to run. Not this is a bit of breaking the rules. But I tried to run once. Um, there was nobody around. No, not even any security guards. And I did like two strides. Right. Like I did. Like it was like fifty meters. And I'm like, I could do that with my breath held. I didn't even have to breathe. Mm. And and they were like, they caught me on camera. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they got me on camera. I'm like, then the security guard, like an army dude, like he was fully decked out in his army gear. I'm like, oh crap, what have I done? Like, where am I going? I'm going to go into solitary confinement. <laughs> like, but anyway, like, yeah, so I, whatever. Just, he told me off. He said, you're not actually allowed to run. I'm like, half these people are puffing more than I run yeah, like, when absurd. they're walking. Um, but anyway, got out of. Uh, so you just, had to, you just had to do that one MIQ stint? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah lucky. Yeah, which was lucky. great. Yeah. Um, but got out of there and my Achilles was giving me massive grief for like a month, maybe two months, and I just couldn't run more than like a K without it just like getting aggravated and then just going, nah, can't run today. And I'm like, oh. And so that was pretty dumb. Mm. Like it was real, real dumb. And But yeah, I kind of dealt with it fine because I wasn't like, you know, I was doing other things. I was like, yeah, no, I can't, can't run, but I can still bike. I can still go surfing, kind of, you know, like. And so I, I, I went fishing heaps, and that was good. Um, yeah, like, I don't think we're in lockdown then. Yeah, just out of lockdown. So we went fishing, and that was really good. So I got to, you know, have another outlet. And I actually – Sure. That's but, actually but when, good... when, you, when you worried, though, like, um, when you worried about losing – Losing pace? Like, I'd be worried about losing fit. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I totally not, was. I'm not a patch on you. I'm just like a weekend warrior. But I'd be like, shit, I'm going to be... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like... I like Craig had me biking heaps while I was in MIQ, so I came out real fit too. And I was like, oh, no, all that fitness is gone. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I suppose I was. Yeah, I was just yeah, like I was yeah. worried about being like, eh. But then, uh, or are you, or are you at the point now where you, where you know that if you have a break, you, you can you can retrain and get it back? Again. Oh, totally. You have that confidence. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I think once your body does it once, you're like, oh, I can do that again. Yeah. Like three thirty four the second time was definitely not as hard as the, the first time. Right. You know, like even like I probably ran three thirty four the first time before Tokyo, like the most perfect way possible. You know, negative split slightly every lap, mm. and then closed hard. Had someone to chase the whole way. Um, didn't really have any you know interruptions in the race. Um, and then this time we were, you know, our splits were a little more uneven, and you know, I closed hard, and it was still great. You know, like yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I didn't have to really worry about it. But yeah, I think the second time you do it, it's definitely easier. Yeah. It's funny that I'm just I'm just thinking about your MIQ experience. I had a, I had a similar thing. So I um I went overseas last year and I had MIQ on the way back and it was supposed to be seven days, but then it was extended to ten oh, because no. someone on the the plane tested positive. Um, and there was someone. This was at Christmas time, so it was on Christmas Eve. Someone from I was in the the car park area where you got allowed to exercise. Someone from one of the upper floors yelled out "Merry Christmas" and dropped a Christmas cracker down. 
and I went to pick it up. Then an army guy with a whistle blew his whistle, and they like sort Holy. of. Holy! <laughs> it was like, come on, there won't be COVID on the Christmas cracker. I know, it's I know. insane. That's a, that's that's ridiculous. I'm like, surely if you're one of those guys, you just let it. I mean, I would definitely let it slide. Yeah, but I yeah. Pro- that's probably why they wouldn't hire me as a, <laughs> as a security guard. Or a, yeah, I'm like, oh, stick to running. <laughs> yeah, so but, um, that's crazy. Yeah, so I've got a, It's it's. I think it's one of those ones. Like you you. Uh, you're lucky in a way that you got to do it because you'll look back and it's a crazy experience. It's a surreal thing to go oh, through. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Like, did you? I didn't mind it. Did you hate it? Or what? You? What, where were you? Did you have good food? I, I was um, Crown Plaza in Auckland, so okay, okay. It, it was. Like, I had a big enough room, so I'd walk for an hour each day, just like doing lengths of the hotel room, and then have half an hour in the car park every now and then. Yeah. In yeah. hindsight, if I knew it was going to be ten days and not seven, I probably would have got a stationary bike or something. Yeah. yeah. But it was fine. I just did some. Sit ups and press ups and yeah, that's sweet. watched a lot of Netflix. Did you do any uh, <laughs> any stupid challenges? Like any, any Netflix is great, eh? Hey, stupid challenges like what? What do you like? Mean? Like for me, like try and run in the exercise yard. Hell no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. No, 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 yeah, so. um, no like any like dumb exercise challenges. Like you did like. A thousand sit ups in a day, or, oh, or like a thousand push ups in a day. No, I didn't know that was a, that was a thing. Uh, I wish I did though. Oh, I, I made it I a did. thing. Did you? I did it. I did a thousand push ups in a day. Don't do it. Don't recommend. So, how did you break it up? Like, tw- like twenty every five minutes. <laughs> twenty every five minutes. I did oh, I'm like terrible a, at maths. How, how many hours? Oh, is I that? don't know. I bust, <laughs> It wasn't just twenty five hours. I was like, uh, I busted it out and did like fifty, hundred, fifty, you know, whatever else for the first like couple. And then I was like a couple hundred ahead, and I was like, "Oh sweet, I'm I can chill." And then I did. Then it got hard, and I was like, "Oh no!" And so I just did twenty for the rest of the day. But the day before, I did a really bad mistake and did uh like I did them in sets of like eighty, and I'm like, because I mean I did build up to this. This was like the last few yeah. days of my in my queue, and uh yeah no nah, don't I don't recommend doing that. But um it was it was good good challenge yeah good yeah. entertainment. Like I was like all right five minutes had the timer on stop the Netflix. Go sit down, bust it up twenty. Get back. You've got to do something to kill the time, eh? Oh, what yeah. was the, what was the food like at yours? It was really good. It was cold though, so I, I invented <laughs> the um. This is my invention. I'm I'm trademarking it, or copywriting it, whatever. In case there's another um, pandemic. This is yeah. In case another pandemic. <laughs> the uh the um cardboard box hair dryer air fryer, <laughs> and um and so they sent me like a couple of like pastries, and it was like dead cold in like this little McDonald's box. And I like cut a hole in the side and stuck the hairdryer in there and heated it up <laughs> and it fried it perfectly. And I'm like, this is genius. Like, what the heck? Why has nobody ever told me this? Yeah. It was either that or the iron. And I tried, oh, that was pretty scody. I tried an iron once and I was like, you know, I don't like the taste of that. You can probably do that with toast, eh? Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe with toast or a panini. Yeah, yeah. Toast, toast mm. it with the iron. So press it. The um, I, there was a little game that I ended up playing at um my hotel, and uh, you know you, you you meet some other people in the exercise yard, and you discuss with them, and it became a thing in the Crown Plaza. So you'd get a knock at the door, like three times a day with your meals. Yep. And by the time you get to the door, which is like what, two three seconds, yeah, nobody in sight. I know they're gone. Oh, was it the same with yours? Yeah. So when I got to the, time, the point by like day four or five, I, I worked out sort of the time window where it was. So I'd uh, try and be there yeah, looking yeah. through the peephole. Then I could be like, aha! Like, gotcha! <laughs> Surprise, boy! <laughs> 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 Coughing my COVID all over you. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you? Oh, were, I, I, I stuck my head out to pick up my. This was extre- This was the extreme. I was like, okay, you guys are taking this a little far. I stuck my head out without a mask on <laughs> to, to take to to pick up my food from the door. I stuck my head out with no mask on for like literally three seconds, and my mate stuck his head out at the same time. He had a mask on. He was about four doors down. I was like, hey, bro, how's isolation going? He's like, yeah, good. I was like, sweet. See you later. Like that was literally the end of our conversation. I got a call from the over the phone and said, "Hey, uh, just to let you know, uh, you have to. It's it's mandatory to keep your mask on when you uh, out, of your, out room. of your room." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, <laughs> "The lady's like, yeah. Um, you, if you don't, you can get your outside time revoked." And I'm like, "Huh?" And she's like, "Put a mask on next time you grab your food." I was like, "Okay." Thanks. That's <laughs> bye crazy. Bye. And I was like, oh, that was just ridiculous, but whatever. That's, that's crazy because I, I was um, – so your MIQ was after the the Olympics. Mine was a little bit later. So mine was December last year. So I, right. I, I'd just been in – I'd been in the UK. I'd been in Hungary. I'd been in Iceland. And everyone was just cracking on with life. What were you doing there? I, I managed to get an MIQ spot, so I just went over for a holiday. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> You're one of those guys. Everybody hates you, eh? <laughs> I was over there for a week and I was like, do I post anything on Instagram or do I not? But I was like, fuck it, I may as well. I mean, um, I so then, so then, yeah, we were going out to restaurants and just living life normally and then you come back and it's like, don't leave your room without a mask on. I know. Don't run. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. And then everybody's wearing their masks in supermarkets. You're like, I mean, I don't know how much use they're doing now. You know, you touched your face before you got in here and touched the apple that I just grabbed. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Um, okay, so... Uh, this is probably a good point to wrap it up. So um, you got the Worlds and then the Commonwealth Games. Who's who's going over to support you at the Worlds or the Commonwealth Games? Is your wife going over? Yeah, yeah. She so, is? Uh, Amazing. Mum, Dad, and Melissa are going over to Com Games, um, and so they'll be over there end of July, start of August, till about the tenth, and which would be cool because I race the on the fourth and the sixth. Um, of August. For so, the Com is, Games. is four? Are they different events, or is the fourth like a heat? A heat, heat. Final. Okay. Heat and then final. Or okay, so, final. so the heat's on the fourth and you need to finish like in the top three? Uh, or is it a time thing? It depends how many heats there are. It, it'll probably be top three. Um, probably it'll be most likely top three and then the next fastest three based off times. Right. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. And and do you, do you do you get to stay with Melissa over there or are you in like a games village? Yeah, I'll be in the games village. Right. So um, oh, I'm not too sure. I'll probably wing it from when I get over there and just – Play it by ear, um, but God, you're super chill. <laughs> you're, you're, you're super relaxed. Yeah, I, I love try it. to be like, yeah, it's just, I'm live by the beach, Dom. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn, bra. turn into a hippie and start playing yeah. the guitar while surfing. No, um, yeah, no, nah, I just, I'll just wait and see what happens and see what my freedom's like over there. Because I mean, at at uh, Tokyo, you couldn't leave. You know, like they they like locked you in. Like, I mean, yeah, they. Yeah, you couldn't leave. Yeah, and and to to be fair, that they did it, they did it so damn well. Like it would have oh, been, totally. it would have been terrible if there was some sort of outbreak. I'm surprised they let you run without a mask on. I know, <laughs> yeah, they, but they mind you, we did take our mask off like 30 seconds before we came into the right. track. So I was like, whoa. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the, the the last thing that they needed was um, they wanted obviously there was so much money invested they wanted the Olympics to go ahead, but they couldn't have yeah, like a yep. like a like a super spread or event or anything like that. No, and no, they, totally. they and credit to them, they did it so fucking well. Oh, they did, and we we tested like. Every day, and I tested, I think, three times before I entered Japan. And 
Yeah, so it was pretty, pretty hectic, but it was, um, you know, necessary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I don't, like, I know one person who had COVID. Mm. Um, and so that was pretty tough for her. She she couldn't, like, experience the whole village thing. Like the rest oh, of was that one of the competitors? Yeah, in the New Zealand team. Oh, God. Um, and so she, um, yeah, was, like, in isolation in the village, and she had, she couldn't go to the dining hall until, like, after her, like, quarantine was, you know, done. So she, I think she had, like, a couple of days or something. But, yeah, because not even, she, she didn't even have COVID. It was one of the... Um, people on her plane over oh so she was like a close contact yeah so she's a close contact oh infuriating and so she's like I don't even have COVID this is so dumb oh. um, so she was still allowed to race but uh, yeah so she was testing negative the whole time and, yeah um, yeah it's nuts and, and what, what does the future look look like for you are you much of like a goal setter or do you just you're just going to keep going and hopefully keep getting faster yeah well, be the next Nick Willis still be doing this when you're 50 yeah not 50 Please no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it can't get any like credit to what Nick Willis has done. Like it can't get any easier. Like the training and oh no, you know, probably gets harder. To yeah, be I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't yeah. know. What's it like running when, when you're? Uh, are you, what are you? 46, 40, 49. 49. 49. I've got a bad knee. Oh, I was going to ask you. I've got a <laughs> thank you. I've got a bad knee at the moment, and I've just been going to going to physio um, with the ACC discount. What would uh, what would Sam Tanner be doing with a knee injury? Where would you be going? Who's the specialist? Oh, Leanna. Leanna. Back in action, physio Leanna in uh, Gretton, best physio around. She will bust her balls to Ooh. find the problem and the cause of the problem. And so she's been great. Like, I've had a couple of niggles, but then they just disappear, you know, because she's just like, all right, you need to straighten this up. Your hips are a little low or, you know, like just very, very fine-tuning, but, mm. like, very necessary to, to be either preventing injury or being more efficient while running. Right. That's not the answer I was expecting. I was thinking um, there's, like, some cryogenic chamber that you go to in Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> really? Just a... Just a 
Okay, just a physio and greeting. Just a physio and greeting. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, how's your body been? Mostly good? Yeah. N- not too many injury concerns? No. No, no mostly good. Um, yeah, other than the Achilles last year. But, yeah, been pretty lucky. Um, I, I try to stay on top of things. Like, every now and then there'll be, a, like, a little thing that'll pop up. But, yeah, I've been pretty healthy. And, um, you know, had a, like, a cold or something. But other than that, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, you're an absolute beast. And it's Thank been you. an honour to have you on the podcast today. Uh, and, good um, talking to you. The best of luck at the Com Games. Thanks for being so open and honest and sharing. <laughs> no worries. Cheers, Tom. Shaka bra. Shaka bra. All right, let's go and hit those waves. All right, we're going surfing <laughs> or fishing. <laughs>